politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Howdy, howdy, howdy. It is the second episode of the Mark Harvard Podcast. I'm Mark Harvard, the aforementioned Mark Harvard, and I gotta tell you, I'm enjoying all the comments. We've, we've, we've been blessed by having some really cool folks that have listened to the first uh, episode and have uh, given us some, some good, kind thoughts and, and kind comments about it. Uh, granted, it's only been one episode. Haven't really had a whole lot of time to mess things up, but you know what? There's always this episode. <laughs> Uh, I am I am pleased to say that uh, tonight we're debuting. We've got our our first sponsor of the podcast, Old World Lumiere Candle Company. You'll hear more about them later on in the show, but let me tell you, these guys are legit, and they won't have your house smelling like you know like an old lady's house. There, there's actually like cool scents and these candles that that uh, they they don't smell all frou frou. I mean, I can get a bacon candle there, a a bourbon soaked raisin one. Cool stuff. You'll hear more about it later on, but uh, we want to welcome them to the show. We also want to welcome in a brand new president of the United States. The inauguration was this week. Uh, Biden went in. He immediately got to work. First, let, let's give you a quick breakdown of the inauguration. And I don't mean the boring stuff. Man, yeah, I mean, th- there was some kind of cool stuff. The poem was nice and all that. Uh, Lady Gaga came out looking just like Lady Gaga. Um Garth Brooks, as promised when uh, when he, in his early hit uh, Friends in Low Places, he uh, wore boots to a black tie affair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he came out. Do you think it's funny that the vice president is getting more press than the actual president? In the last few days, I mean, we've seen some things from Biden. We've you know the executive orders that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, we we saw where somebody caught him on camera at the Lincoln Memorial, I believe, without a mask on, just hours after signing the legislation that on federal property everyone had to wear masks. Most of it's been about people overjoyed about Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. I still can't get that right. Good grief. Um, of everybody though, Bernie Sanders seems to be getting the most attention. <laughs> I'm looking at my desktop on my computer right now. I've got a PNG file of Bernie sitting there where someone's cut it out for me to just place him in every single thing. I put some examples over on the Facebook page and on the MeWe page. Um, This is fantastic stuff. I mean, I love it when the internet does what the internet does best. And that's not being mean. That's not being, you know, callous or hateful. That's awful stuff. But when we can get an entire nation rallied around Bernie Sanders and placing him into different places. <laughs> I've seen him everywhere from sitting on the bench by Forrest Gump to sitting in the stands at Talladega. I've seen him everywhere. It's This has been hilarious. And he's gotten more press than the president. Ah, man. Uh, someone has to be making a buck off this. It's too big. Someone's got to be, you know, T-shirts. I don't know. Uh, so someone needs to be selling those little Bernie mittens. I mean, it's it, it's a it's an opportunity for somebody. Um, I did see. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it was just a blip, just a blip during the inauguration. 
Bill Clinton actually fell asleep during this thing? Well, okay, we don't know totally if he actually fell asleep, but I like to believe he did. Uh, He appeared to be nodding off during the ceremony. There were brief video clips posted online. Uh, Clinton's day, he's 74 years old. He had his eyes shut when a TV camera cut to him during the inaugural address. And a male voice said into a cell phone recording of CBS News' broadcast, Bill Clinton is absolutely asleep. Uh, the BBC jumped on it as well. They had actually had the video on their YouTube channel with the title Bill Clinton Falling Asleep at the Presidential Inauguration. And they're zooming in on him. Like he doesn't, you know, yeah. It, he's sitting next to his wife, Hillary. He could have just, honestly, he could have just been closing his eyes so Hillary would think he was asleep so she wouldn't try to talk to him. Uh <laughs> He was he was near George W. and he was near Mike Pence. None of them seemed to need any shut eye. Um, but I'm looking at a picture now. The guy looks asleep. I mean, he does. He looks asleep. So yeah. Um, granted, he could have just been resting his eyes and all that. But still, uh, people are jumping all over that. And people, you know, I really thought that after the after the election, we'd see a little bit of it of this call down. But we're not, and that that breaks my heart a little bit. I was hoping that we'd have at least a little bit less drama, but alas, we're not. Because here's the thing, both sides are now arguing over who gets bragging rights. I mean, for example, you know, we've got Nancy Pelosi, she's still pushing along with this impeachment after the fact thing, and it... They're saying he 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 called for, for to incite violence, which I don't see how you can prosecute that when we had people like Maxine Waters, and we and we have audio of her <laughs> saying for 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 Democrats to find Republicans out in public and get up in their face, and I I don't see how we can how one can be okay and the other is not. I don't understand that double standard. So. Nancy Pelosi is still going after this, and in, in, in as kind of an opposite side of that, uh, the new Republican representative from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, she was on the floor of the House to take her oath of office on opening day uh, on this past Sunday. She wore a Trump won face mask, so there's no question where she falls on this. She's filed for articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. <laughs> now, she said she was going to pull this, what can only be called a stunt last week, and she followed through yesterday, well, which was Thursday, the 21st, uh, a day after Biden's inauguration. She's a loyalist, she's a QAnon conspiracy theorist, and she accused Biden of, quote, abuse of power while serving as vice president under Barack Obama. She claimed without providing any evidence that Biden threatened to withhold a loan to the Ukraine while then-Prosecutor General uh, Victor Shokin was investigating the founder of uh, Burisma Holdings. Biden's son, Hunter, also served as a member of the Ukraine Gas Company's board from 2014 to 19, and Green also accused the former vice president of allowing the younger Biden to siphon off cash from America's greatest enemies like Russia and China. She's making the argument that President Biden is unfit to hold the office of the presidency. His abuse of power as President Obama's vice president is lengthy and disturbing. That's a quote from her, by the way. 
And she said in a statement, she said, President Biden residing in the White House is a threat to national security and he must be immediately impeached. Now, granted, as we've seen before, impeachment does not mean removal from office. But that's just that's the term we're going with, apparently. Both the president-elect and his son have denied wrongdoing. And Hunter said last month he's facing a federal investigation into his taxes. Now, is there something rotten in the state of Denmark with Hunter Biden and his relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't you don't cruise along at the speed this kid was going and making that kind of money without some, you know, without a little bit of do you know who I am? But yeah, (laughs) granted, Marjorie Taylor Greene's impeachment articles are not going to go anywhere. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. It's to point out basically the double standard. And yeah, I I don't think anyone's really, they're going to bury this so fast that it'll make your head spin. It's not going to get a lot of press. Uh, when it does, it's going to be, you know, kind of a laughing point um, on both sides, honestly, because everyone knows this is not going anywhere. This is quickly, this is basically um, her making this big deal. And she's going at it all official-like, but it's her making this big deal to point out the double standard. She's making a point. She's doing this on principle. She doesn't expect anything to actually happen. At least I hope she doesn't, because if she does, then she has a rude awakening, and we may want to introduce her to reality a little bit. So, yeah, this is a thing that's happening. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some... So, actually, I don't think we're going to get much of a much of a backup on this unless, until it comes out Well, it got shot down. We'll see some news articles on that. But between now and then, we won't see anything, because the press won't want to Trump trump it up ah see what i did there i didn't even I, I fell into that one didn't even mean to do that but they're there the press will want to really make a big deal about something like this happening laughing and pointing and then it ultimately going nowhere pretty much like the finale of lost a lot of buildup and then nothing wow okay so over the past segment i've gone from from inaugurations to talking about candles to sleeping former presidents and worked in a lost reference Pretty strong first section. (laughs) Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast all over the place. We've got a a feed on Stitcher. We've got a feed on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Podbean. And uh, we'd love you to subscribe on any of those services. You can also... Follow us on social media. We've got a Facebook page. That's where I put show notes. That's where I've put uh, different updates and a few articles here and there during the week, just so that you can you know, keep up with us. Also put that on the MeWe page as well. And here's something cool we're doing, and I'm about to post this uh, this phone number on the, on the Facebook page here in a little bit. We've got a phone call, uh, a phone way for you to interact with the show. If you hear something, ta- you know, over the over the next week, you hear something on the podcast. Whenever you actually get to to listen to it, if you want to make a comment, I want to hear it, and so does everyone else. So call and leave a voicemail. The number is 251-616-2058. 251-616-2058. You call, you leave a message. Hey, Mark, you were talking about this, and here's what I think. Two five one. 616-2058. Going to give that phone number at the end of the of the podcast as well. So, so grab a pen and paper if you didn't get it just then. So coming up, stick around. More coming up on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about how to pray for a president. 
especially if it's one that you did not vote for. Also, some cool things coming to our streaming services and probably the worst car thief ever. All that's coming up in just a moment. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times, especially when you're like me. You got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats. And, uh, you know, your house is under constant construction. Um, but these things are fantastic. We've got them at our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity. There's fresh and floral. There's herbal and earthy candles. There's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink. Because, guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're going to find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon-soaked raisin ones in my house, and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you, that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. (laughs) And That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways. You can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to thatcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets at cc.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Welcome back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Happy to have you in. Don't forget, we survive on you supporting the people that support the podcast. Right now, that's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And if you have a business that would like to partner up with the podcast, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Just send me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com, and uh, we'll talk about uh, how you can be a partner. It actually is more affordable than you'd think, Um, but we'd love to talk to you about that. I love supporting small businesses that uh, can have a huge footprint, and uh, yeah, love to talk to you about that. Um, So... The big news from this week was the inauguration. We have a brand new president. Joe Biden is our president. Uh, We have a vice president, Harris, now. Those are things that are facts. So now we have to do what we're called to do as Christians, and that's pray for, for our president. 
So how do we do that? Well, there was an interesting article by Nick Price over on RelevantMagazine.com, and he talks about this. He talks about how In God We Trust has been stamped on every U.S. coin since 1864. It was added to our paper currency in 1956. During the Civil War, this motto came to represent the reality that in moments of national turmoil and strife, our ultimate trust is not in any earthly authority, but is found in God alone. That's true. That's where our ultimate trust falls. Our ultimate faith does not fall in whoever sits in the Oval Office. It falls in God. But for those of us that are followers of Christ, the truth is that no administration, party, or political system is going to fully represent all the values that we hold as members of God's kingdom. That's true. I mean, anybody that goes straight party line on everything, I, I actually hold their opinion as having less value. Because it means they're not thinking for themselves. You're never going to agree with everything that comes out of one big group of people. There's always going to be some offshoot, some side thing, some person that takes it way too far or doesn't go far enough. You're always going to disagree in some way. So we look at what, what God's kingdom. And as Christians, you know, some Christians have been divided over who they voted for. Regardless of how you voted, it's clear our nation has a lot of problems and challenges. And the debates over what we need done are kind of, they're kind of complicated, you know? So how do we come together? Well, we pray and we work for transformation. Now, in times past, you know, people would pray humbly and they would serve alongside those in authority for the greater glory of God. So how do we pray for and work with our government even when we won't always agree with its policies? Romans 13, the Apostle Paul gives us some powerful words to uh, kind of measure ourselves to. And he writes, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. They're God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Of course, our democratic context is a little removed from the, you know, the state that Paul lived under. However, the main thrust of his message was to help the early church view its interaction with the state. So as a result, they were to live as God-honoring citizens who fulfill their duties to the state in a way that pointed those in power back to God. See how we're going around in a circle here? So the truth is that our current context requires us to engage in the political process as citizens of the kingdom by pointing all authorities back to God as the ultimate sovereign. Pretty interesting stuff. So you're probably sitting there thinking, okay, I still don't like the guy. It's not who I prayed for. I don't, want him, I don't want him to be my president. Well, he is. And we are, as children of God, we're supposed to pray for him. We're supposed to pray for everybody. And this is someone who, like it or not, has a lot of say-so in how things go for this country. And so we've got to pray that Joe Biden makes the right choices. We've got to pray that he manages to uphold a lot of these things he's putting out. You know, okay, he came into office. He made a lot of sweeping uh, presidential decrees right off the bat. Some a lot of people were okay with. Some were not. Um, the COVID stuff, yeah, I can get behind doing some sweeping stuff with COVID. Um, going after climate change day one, eh, probably not the most pressing thing right now. 
I mean, climate's important. Environment's important. Yeah, of course. Probably not a day one thing, though. I think there are other things that probably need to be addressed. But regardless, we need to pray for him. Pray for guidance for him. Pray that this guy is able to lead us in a faithful, godly way. So there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, that was pretty heavy. I need to go something light, something lighter. Oh, I got great news uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Muppet Show, the original Muppet Show is going to be on Disney+. Plus. I told my wife this the other day, and she goes, yeah, I've seen the cartoon, but I've never seen the actual show. So, um... So her, she has plans this weekend. We're watching all of the Muppet Show. <laughs> it's one of those shows that uh, that actually that was on two different levels. There was like the the kid level that you know, hey, it's funny puppets doing stuff, and then there was the adult level where you realized, oh, that's what they meant there. Yeah, <laughs> Bugs Bunny was a lot like that. All the Looney Tunes stuff. There was always that double level, so it it kept the adults entertained as well as the kids. Good stuff, good stuff. I was always a huge Muppet fan. I've uh, I've got a little Kermit around around the house here that I that I have. Um, big big Muppet Show fan. Um, my wife actually brought this this story to me, and this actually <laughs> I I laugh pretty hard at this. Um, okay, so it's coming from uh, Beaverton, Oregon. So a mother in Oregon is so happy to have her four-year-old son back. Uh, where did her son go to? Well, a car thief stole the car with a four-year-old inside. Let me, me, me set the stage here. The police responded to Basics Meat Market around 9 a.m. this past Saturday in Beaverton, Oregon. Crystal Leary told him she'd gone into the store to quickly grab a couple of items, and she had, uh, insert my, my comment, foolishly, left her four-year-old son in the car with the engine running. You might as well put sky riding in this guy. Hey, come kidnap my kid. So she's inside, and of course, a man got in the car, drove off. Gets down the road, looks back, realizes he's not alone. There's a four-year-old in the car. Leary says the suspect then turned the car around and drove back to the store just to yell at her. <laughs> that was stupid. He threatened to call the police because she left her son in the car. <laughs> and he ordered her to get the boy out of the car. And then he drove off again. Boy was not harmed, so don't don't worry about that. As uh yeah. <laughs> she said that we we're just I just ran in for a second. And you know, I let my guard down. It could have ended real terribly. You think? It didn't end, I mean, it ended better than it really could have, but still, your kid got kidnapped. She said, I'm just so thankful he's okay. It was so stupid and I'll never do it again. Well, thank goodness. Yeah, come on, guys. I, the suspect is described as a white man in his 20s or 30s with dark brown braided hair. Uh, the car is a 2013 Silver Honda Pilot. Uh, police are looking for the suspect still, so he's still at large. Uh, he's the guy that's running around judging and mom shaming everybody. <laughs> Look for that guy. <laughs> so wow, man, I I would never even dream about that. I get weirded out. I don't like turning my back on my kid when he's in the buggy and we're in the grocery store and I'm right there. 
I mean, I mean, I've got a four year old. I mean, that that age, I just there's no way I would ever leave leave him in the car like that. I mean, even if we're in the driveway, I wouldn't leave him in the car like that just because I I never know. You know, he might change my presets on my radio or something. I I don't know. Still, that's he drove back to mom shame her. Wow, good grief. Okay, so. We're gonna re- we do these podcasts every Friday. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. Don't forget, you can listen to us once again on Spotify, on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts, and on Stitcher. Uh, be sure to go by subscribe so you get the alerts when the new podcasts come out. I would love to hear from you. Call the phone line. And give your opinion on, on any of the things we've talked about this week. Number is 251-616-2058. I will give it to you again in just one second. That's the phone line for how you can leave a voicemail for the show and possibly get on the podcast next week. Thanks again to Old World Lumiere and to uh, that church conference who, where I'll be, uh, I'll be speaking in a, in a few months. Uh, so excited about that. This is going to be fantastic. Get your free tickets over at thatcc.com. That number, once again, to interact with the show, 251-616-2058. This has been the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.